And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys had a great weekend. Uh, a ton to get to today. Uh, I had my good friend J.J. Leahy on the show. Uh, we uh, circled back and took another look at the uh, crowded Democratic field. Um, I believe there's now 22 Democrats who are running for president 2020. Uh, we kind of give our power rankings and, and an update on where the candidates are doing. And we talked uh, in depth about... Uh, Joe Biden's no good, very bad week. Um, man, this guy is really just the worst. He's, I don't know how you could become a, a vice president and be in the Senate for, for 35 plus years if you're this bad at politics. It really is something to behold. But uh, yeah, b- before I get to JJ, um, I need to remind you guys, follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Tweet at us. We always tweet back. And please, if you haven't already, guys, subscribe. You got to subscribe. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. If you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate that. All right. Without further ado, here's my chat with J.J. Leahy. All right, guys. We're here with J.J. Leahy. J.J., my brother. How you doing, man? Hey, hey, Brady. Thanks for having me on again. Absolutely. Absolutely. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing real good. Uh, it's been a, been an interesting week here uh, politically, and it's been a fun one to watch, to be honest with you. Yeah, you know, let's just jump right into the news of the week, um, or the weekend, rather. Uh, Joe Biden, former Vice President Joe Biden, uh, did not have a great week. And he, he was at least formerly the the front runner for the democratic nomination yes. in 2020 um he's, he's early getting... polls showed him at 27 percent and bernie sanders at 25 percent uh that was about two three weeks ago now um but er, er, initially without even declaring he was the front runner right so he's uh he's obviously getting me too'd um, which is, it's always wonderful to see uh, somebody on the left getting <laughs> me too, because this is the world that they created and they can reap what they have sown. But uh, Joe Biden is is handling his accusations of, you know, I guess you would call it creepiness, ina- creepiness or inappropriate touching, I guess, um, whatever you want to call it. He's handling these accusations as poorly as, as physically possible. I mean, he, he's really, really bad at this, you know. Side note, how can you become vice president of the United States? How can you be a senator for 35-plus years when you're this bad at politics? I mean, he, Joe Biden is really bad at this <clears> stuff. Well, if he if he does officially declare, which I'm sure he will. He will. I mean, we all know he will. Yeah, he will. If he does, if and when he does, this will be his umpteenth time running for president. And every time he's done it has been, you know, less successful than every other time. So this is a guy who has tried this a lot of times. It's never worked. And this time his major disadvantage is not how many people he has to compete against. It's how far the Democratic Party has moved um, from, th- from where it was when he was growing up in it. 
And Joe Biden is very out of touch with the Democratic Party right now. That's going to hurt him more than anything else will. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I Look, when you're accused of, of something that you didn't do, and I, I kind of defended Joe Biden on my last podcast last Wednesday, and that's something I never thought I would do on the show is, is, <laughs> is defend Joe Biden. But when you're accused of something you didn't do, like he's being accused of like essentially sexual assault, which obviously that's not true. He's just a creepy old right. man. I, look, I don't endorse, uh, you know, touching people, you know, when they don't want to be touched. That's weird. It's creepy. It's wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's not Harvey Weinstein, right? He's not Bill Cosby uh, drugging right. and, and raping women or something like that. So uh, we have to draw a distinction there. But when you're accused of something, you have two options. And and one is to say, fuck you, I didn't do anything wrong, which is what I think Joe Biden probably should have done here. Or you have to go full groveling, begging, on your knees, in the mud, being dragged and he's not through doing the either. town he's going, square. He's trying yeah. to split the split the difference, right? Yep, he's trying yep, to yep. he's trying to go right in the middle. So he's like, Oh, I'm sorry I made you know, these these people uncomfortable, but I didn't really do anything wrong. And, you know, but, you know, times have changed. I'm sorry, but, you know, my intentions were good. It's like, no, man, you got to pick one tack or the other. He's just handling this all wrong. Well, multiple things can be true at once. So here's a fact. Joe Biden is not a normal person. He is a creepy person. And the way he touches people is weird and creepy. That's a fact. And it's been weird for a long time. And this is not new. Yes. Very publicly. Fact number two He's he is as as far as we have heard any accusations, Joe Biden is not guilty of sexual assault. He's guilty of being a creepy old weird guy. But that's it. And another thing that's true is that Joe Biden deserves this about as much as anybody does. Joe Biden has always sat on his high horse and lectured people about, you know, an accusation of something is as good as, you know, actually doing it. So it it is kind of nice to see this come and you know come back and bite Joe because he really does deserve it. At the same time, another thing that is true is that he has not done anything that is actually harassment or illegal or disqualifying from being the president of the United States, and it's really not not uh, even as bad as some of the things that uh, Trump is accused of of doing as well. So there's a lot of things going on there. Um, all at the same time, that are all pretty true, and uh, unfortunately, Joe Biden is handling it, like you said, about as badly as you could on purpose. You know, if you were trying to screw it up. It's funny. He did the uh, he did a speech. I forget what event he he was speaking at. It was some kind of stump speech, and uh, he he the first part of his speech was was very good. He handled it well. It was the, the whoever politician introduced him and brought him on stage. And then Joe Biden gave him a hug and then walked to the podium and he, he made a joke. And he said, you know, I, I had consent to give this guy a hug. You know, that, that <laughs> oh, it was a, like a little boy, wasn't it? No, 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 no. That was later. That was later. It oh, was okay, a grown okay. man. It was like a 50-year-old man who's like a politician. <laughs> and so that was good. And that got a laugh. And I'm like, wow, wow, Joe. Like, that that's actually good. Like, yes, you should make light of this, this situation. Like, that's a... I mean, absolutely. I'm, look, I, I'm a big fan of comedy, <laughs> and that was actually a good joke. And yeah. then at the end of his speech, 
Look, by the way, JJ, the the first rule of comedy, you do not tell the same joke twice in your same set. <laughs> I mean, it's like, look, I'm in a rock and roll band. Like, we would never play the same song twice <laughs> in our in our set. <laughs> like, that's just not what you do. And Joe did it because he's terrible at this. Like I like I mentioned earlier, he's terrible at politics. At the end of the speech, he, the, all these kids came on stage, and he hugged the kids, and then he made the same joke. He's like, oh, I had permission to give those kids a hug, too. It's like, oh, man, Joe, Joe, no, man. Don't don't joke about touching kids. Don't joke about touching kids. Hey, joking about touching a 50-year-old man is one thing. Don't – how are you so – how are you the vice president of the United States? You're so bad at this. That's so bad. Don't joke about touching kids. How is well, he? How is he this bad? He's <laughs> terrible at this. Uh, you know the way he. Um, I, I I did see that clip. You know where he was, um, made the joke about the guy in in the beginning. That was definitely similar to how Donald Trump would handle that situation. You know, it was good humor, poking some humor at himself, and at the same time saying, "Look." Yeah, there is some jokes to be made about me, and the people accusing me are being a little bit ridiculous. Very similar to how Trump would would handle something like that. Right. And then, yeah, he's he's just not the master of comedy that Trump is. Trump is uh, a little bit better at being funny and uh, a little bit better at uh, knowing when to stop, which is not something I ever thought I'd be giving Trump for or Trump credit for. Yeah, you know, Trump is. He does get comedy. Like, he gets, like, the cadence of comedy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he gets, mm-hmm. like, if you're a comic just out of any, you know, corner comedy club, like, he understands how to, like, structure a set. You His know? re-election campaign has been funny so far. He's it been doing... Been. Uh, it has been. He's been. He's hilarious. You don't have to agree with um, his policy. You don't have to like his personality. But if you have uh, any honesty in you and any appreciation for comedy... Uh, you have to admit, Donald Trump is a very funny individual, and he knows how to work the crowd. How much of that has to do with the fact that Trump isn't, or wasn't, rather, a, a politician? You know, do you think people are just more willing to laugh along with, uh, you know, an outsider who's just like a, a businessman? He's the TV guy, the reality TV guy. And, Maybe and, and, I, I, and Bi- I think was... Biden was a senator for 35 years and he was vice president for eight years. Like yeah. He's the typical D.C. establishment guy. Do you think that has anything now, to do with it or like? But I agree that Trump is just way funnier oh, than Biden. He's, Obama he's, he's was better funny at comedy, too, but I didn't was. like Obama at all. But Obama was very good at comedy and Obama was also good at poking fun at himself. I, you remember right. when he went on uh, Stephen Colbert? And at the end, uh, like he, he he takes um, he takes uh, Stephen's job, and he's like ripping on on his own record as a president. Right, right. That right. was yeah, funny. Yeah, he yeah, he, uh, he did a good job with that, and and I, I think you know both those guys made it all the way to the presidency. I I don't think we should disqual you know discount the value that it has because some of these candidates who didn't go very far or you know who fell just short had a hard time coming across as relatable and funny and poking fun at themselves, you know? I mean, even Obama did, he did those videos with the, because, you know, there was the whole thanks Obama meme. Well, you know, Obama went out and made a video uh, where things were going wrong for him, and every time it happened, you know, like he's trying to put a cookie into a glass of milk and it won't fit, he's like, oh, thanks, Obama. 
it's funny. You don't have to like the guy or agree with what he's doing to admit that he did have a good sense of humor, and Trump does too. And 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 they are both outsiders. I I think that being in D.C. for decade upon decade, like Joe Biden has, and and a lot of these other politicians, you know, it it does drain you of some of your humanity and relatability. I I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, ch- changing gear here. Changing gears here, rather. Sorry. Um, we're going to get to kind of our power rankings later in the show uh, oh, on, yeah. on, on who we, yeah, and that that's your forte. That's why I wanted you to come on the show uh, today, right, JJ. Yeah. That that's your that's your forte. Um, you're, you're really good with projections and 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 stuff like that when it comes oh, to when it comes to elections. But um, we had a, a whole another group this week of Democrats jumping into the race. We're up to I, I believe twenty two. Uh, oh, de- yeah. de- declared candidates. Massive number. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. So it, look, like like we've said on previous podcasts, the first Republican in 2015 to declare they were running for president in 2016 was Ted Cruz, and that was March 31st, 2015. Now we are only. Dude, like, I am we, scared we are, for 24, 2024. We are one week past that now, and there's already. 22 Democrats running for president. We saw a handful of Democrats throw their hat in the ring uh, this this week. And among them are, uh, I guess the notable ones would be uh, Congressman Tim Ryan of Ohio, who I guess is at least some kind of serious candidate, and uh, mm-hmm. Congress- Congressman Eric Swalwell, who is not <laughs> a serious candidate <laughs> at all. Uh, Eric Swalwell is obviously, if you guys don't remember, uh the congressman who said uh, that Americans should give up all their guns. And then when somebody challenged him on Twitter saying, you know, we don't want to give up our guns, he said that, quote, we have the nukes, meaning the federal government. So he, he's the congressman famous for uh, threatening to nuke American citizens who don't give up Genius. their firearms. Yeah, that, that's a great, that's, that's just great politics right there. So, um, look, the last congressman to be elected president, was James Garfield in 1880. Well, uh, and that worked out great. Yeah, he was assassinated, what, like six weeks later, something like that. But uh, <laughs> He was also a bad president, but yeah. Yeah, very bad, and he was killed. Uh, and and in, in terms <laughs> of uh, uh, Beto O'Rourke, the last former congressman since Beto O'Rourke, uh, the uh, former Texas, uh, El Paso area congressman, uh, who is now unemployed and running for president, um, the last uh, unemployed former congressman to be elected president was Abraham Lincoln in 1960. So there, there's several just representatives running for president. Mm-hmm. Tim well, Ryan, and, Eric and Swalwell. Pete, Pete Buttigieg is a mayor. Yeah, we'll get to him in a second. <laughs> but, you know, Swalwell, Ryan, Tulsi Gabbard, John Delaney. Look. If a congressman hasn't been elected president straight from the House of Representatives in 140 years, do any of these people fit the bill as somebody who you think America would elect? I, I, I think I know the answer, but hey, man, you're, you're the elections guy. I, I really trust your judgment on this kind of stuff. Do any of these people, Tulsi, Tim Ryan, Swalwell, any of these people, these obscure it's... congressmen, do any of them kind of fit the bill as somebody who would be electable? Here's what makes our job so much harder is the 2016 election. Donald Trump, no political experience, ascending to the highest office in the country. That makes our job a lot harder because 
historically speaking, you should be able to look back and say, if you're not a senator or a governor, you're wasting your time in ours. We should be able to say that. And I would like to be able to continue to say in that. But there is an element, you know, where we do have to um, pay some attention to, uh, you know, the Michael Bloomberg's of the world and, um, you know, the, the Pete Buttigieg and uh, people, people like that, Andrew Yang. I'm not saying they could make it, but we'd be foolish to write them off right now because of what happened just, you know, two and a half, three years ago. I, I, I still think that uh, we can't throw everything out. I don't think that Beto O'Rourke um, has any shot at all of making it. Um, Pete Buttigieg, I, I guess I would give him a little a little bit higher odds than Beto. Um, but I, I, I still think he's going to fall short as well. So I, I think that, you know, my real short answer is we should still be able to lean on the traditional wisdom, but take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. I mean, I think that's fair. Um, look, all right. So I struggle with this a little bit because there are, what are they, 22 declared candidates for the Democrats, which is... If you if you include Joe Biden, who is not declared yet, then, then yeah, you can get to 22. Otherwise, you're 21. Is this number going to be 30, 40? I mean, my goodness. I don't know, because we don't have any precedent to look back on this. You know, uh, we, we never have this many contestants this early on. And as Tim Ryan demonstrated, there's people who don't have any chance who are still throwing their name into the ring here. So I guess I, I really don't think that 40 is out of the question. I, I, I wish I could say that it is, but it's not, you know. And, and Democrats are so fired up about Donald Trump that... I, I think we might still see people jumping in as late as early April, May, maybe even June. I mean, Joe Biden is probably going to go for a more traditional um, time period for his uh, for his announcement. I'm sure he is going to throw his his name into the ring, um, you know. But I, I I would expect him to wait at least another couple weeks, maybe even more than a month, before he throws his his name in there. And I, I bet there's a lot more Tim Ryans out there who are still going to jump in. Stacey Abrams, probably going to throw her hat in the ring, probably. Uh, and and she still hasn't, you know, made any kind of public noise about that yet. So I, I, I 40 is not out of the question. You know, we're at 21 right now. Usually at this point in time, we have zero or maybe one or two, you know. Uh it's it's a mess, Brady. It really is. Stacey Abrams. I mean, I, I just mentioned that you know a congressman, a, a a member of the House of Representatives, hasn't been elected president since uh, uh, Garfield in 1880. Stacey Abrams. Well, if if, if, we're, if we're going Abrams, off of that, Stacey Abrams' highest office ever held was a state representative in Georgia. I mean, if, if, if really we're really scraping that the bottom of the barrel at this yes, point. Yes. Yes. If we're going off of that wisdom, here here's you know the, the top names in the in the race right now. So Cory Booker is a senator, Pete Buttigieg is a mayor, uh, Julian Castro or Julian Castro, Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, John Delaney, U.S. Representative, Tulsi Gabbard, he's a uh, representative, 
kind of. Kirsten Gillibrand is a senator. Uh, Kamala Harris is a senator. John Hickenlooper is a governor. Uh, Amy Klobuchar is a senator. Um, Beto O'Rourke is nothing. I, I, is, he, is he still a representative, or did he, no, is he no. unemployed right he's, now? He's unemployed, yeah. Okay, so he's nothing. Was a representative. Tim Ryan is a representative. Bernie Sanders is a senator and a crazy person. Elizabeth Warren is a from, senator. From a state where nobody actually lives, you know. Yeah. Is, does Vermont actually exist? I mean, it is. You know, it's Vermont. Vermont. It's Vermont. Does it really right. count to, as a to, state? To all the, listen to all the no gimmicks fans who live in Vermont. We love you. You got great maple syrup and a bad senator. Um. You you write in and tell us how important your state is to the union because I think my <laughs> state is pretty important and a lot of other people probably wouldn't think that, but but on a national level you don't see a lot of Vermont politicians uh, making waves. I, I, you you got to say that much. Here's my power rankings, and this is in no particular order. Uh, I think there's six people that have a chance to become the Democratic nominee for president in 2020. My and, list is also six. Okay. Oh, well, that, that works. Probably that works. the same six. Uh, maybe not. I, I don't know. But he, here's my list. Here's my power rankings. And like I said, no particular order. Joe Biden, he still has to be on the list because he technically still is the front, front runner based on all the polls. We'll see when the new polls come out after all the Me Too stuff, all the... You know, joking about touching kids and all this stuff. It's probably going to hurt him, but... Hey, it might not, though, because this is knows? old news. Everybody's known this about Joe Biden yes, for yes. eternity. Yes, that, that's, why he's still, that's why he's still on the list. I don't know... Hey, look, he It's might like st- when the news came out that Trump was kind of creepy and perverted. That it, Nobody was surprised by that, because Donald Trump and Joe Biden have both lived in the public eye for longer than you, you and I have been alive. And they have been creepy... With people and women for longer than you and I've been alive, so yes, yes. if it didn't hurt Trump, it might not hurt Biden either. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right, and that's why you can't write off Joe Biden. I mean, as long mm-hmm, as he's mm-hmm. technically the front runner, you never know. He has the Obama factor. He was Obama's vice president for eight years. Obama's I don't think Obama will endorse him. I no, don't think he, he will. He won't, but he might not have to. It just the fact of just the proximity. Between, yeah. between Biden and Obama might be able to give Joe some traction. He's on the list. Uh, Kamala Harris, I think, yep. is also on that list. Bernie Sanders, uh, by just, I guess, money. I, you know, he's raising an exorbitant amount of money. Um, you, you have to include him on that list. I, I, I throw Pete Buttigieg on that list as well. Um, mm-hmm. He's... Uh, I don't think he's going to be the nominee, but he is he's young. Uh, he's gay. Uh, and yeah, obviously, Democrats really hate straight people right now for some reason. Um, so that, they that, hate that everybody. <laughs> uh, you know, I think he's only 37 or 38 years old, something like that. So that 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 helps. Um, and he's actually barely legal. And Pete Buttigieg, he's not an idiot. Like, he actually knows what he's doing. Like, he's not as he's, yes, ridiculous yep. as a lot of these other Democrats like and. He's smart enough to hide his socialism. Like, he is a socialist. Like, he is a far-left, hard-left socialist. But he knows how to speak he's, to people. He knows how to read a yes, room. Yes, he's, like, he's he branding it as like, as, like, the new and improved capitalism. Right. Which is ridiculous. But he knows how to... Elizabeth Warren's doing the same thing, though. 
Yeah, but he's he's got about sixty IQ points on Elizabeth Warren, so that, <laughs> that that's why he has that's a leg not up. Hard. Come on. And Beto O'Rourke is on that list as well. Um, he's not going to be the nominee. Uh, he's not going to be the nominee because I think he's the straight, rich Pete Buttigieg. Uh, Beto O'Rourke is a billionaire. Uh, he his his wife is is a billionaire. So he married he married into a billionaire family, uh, and obviously the left hates the rich. Um, they hate white guys, which obviously Buttigieg and Beto are both white. But all, but Pete is gay, so yep. that may, that makes him less white, I guess, because he's gay. Um, but still, because Beto has raised so much money, he's raised something like twenty million dollars. You still have to put him on that list. And the sixth name on my list is actually Amy Klobuchar, and she's awful. Uh, obviously she got hit really hard with the whole, like abusing, uh, verbally abusing staffers and, and, and stuff like that. She, she, Wait, is, she seems like is a Elizabeth legit... Warren on your list at all. No, no, she's not. No, she's okay. not. But a- Amy Klobuchar is, she's awful. Obviously she's like abusive to staff members and stuff like that, but she is, she has some level of intellect. So yeah. if she, if she makes it to the, to the debate stage, I could see her doing pretty well because Look, Bernie Sanders is he good in the debate? My goodness, Kamala Harris. She 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 claimed to be listening to Tupac and Snoop Dogg when the, <laughs> when those gentlemen were like 13 years old or whatever, like in the mid mid 80s, like five six years before they released their debut albums. I mean, she's completely retarded. Beto O'Rourke. I mean, he's an empty vessel. He has no actual policies in anything. I think somebody like Amy Klobuchar, if she does make it to the debates could make some waves because she's not a complete idiot and she could just talk circles around a lot of mm-hmm. the, the dumb asses on that stage. So, so that's my, that's my top six. I'd say Biden, Harris, Sanders, Buttigieg, O'Rourke, Klobuchar. What do you got? All right. My list is so similar to yours, although I did order them. Except I, I did not. I'm, so I'm, just shuffle, shuffle the deck real quick. So, so shuffle. I, I, I wasn't okay. as prepared as you were, man. Come on, don't, don't embarrass me. Okay, here's the big difference between your list and mine. Uh, I'm swapping out Elizabeth Warren for Amy Klobuchar. And nah. here's my number one reason for that. No way. Is that Amy Klobuchar has raised not much money. Um, she's like, I, I think, just north of a million dollars she's raised so far. Elizabeth Warren, uh, I, I believe she's at mm, like $12 million. Um, she's, so she's doing a lot better money wise and in the polls than Klobuchar is everybody else on the list, um, is the same. So, um, you wanted me to shuffle, so I'm shuffling, uh, Kamala Harris. I think Kamala Harris is, uh, my sleeper right now. She's doing really poorly right now. I think that her numbers are going to rise. Uh, I, I think would, I would agree. I would agree with that. I think she'll, you know, so right now I've got her in my top six. I don't think anybody out of this six matters at all. Um, you know, we got 21 candidates right now. Uh, 22, sorry, because I, I have Joe Biden on my list. 22 candidates. So I don't care about anybody out of si- outside of this six. I think that Kamala Harris um, is going to be in my top four in uh, a couple months. I think she's going to hang in pretty long. I think she's going to do pretty well in the debates, actually. I think also being a, uh, a woman and a, a woman of color, I think that's going to help her a lot. Um, particularly 
um, some of the front runners uh, don't do that well in African American communities, um, in Latino communities. I think that Kamala Harris is going to pick up some votes there that uh, some candidates like Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden are going to have a hard time touching. So um, she's kind of my sleeper. Somebody who's um, doing doing pretty well right now, who I think is going to fall off, is Beto O'Rourke. I don't think he's going to be in it for the long haul. I think uh, you know Iowa is going to come up. He's going to have like nothing numbers, and I think he's going to drop out early. But right now, polls wise and money wise, he's doing pretty well. So I have him. Uh, he's at my fifth spot, and Kamala Harris is at number six. But I, but that's that's just based on how they're doing right now. I see a lot more long term potential for Kamala Harris than for Beto O'Rourke. Pete Buttigieg, I have pretty high on my list. Um, he's had a couple of really good weeks, um, and that's largely to do with nobody's attacking him right now, and he's had some great interviews that caught a lot of attention, and he's getting a lot of media love. So Pete Buttigieg. Um, <sighs> You and I talk a lot in private saying, you know, do you think that there is anybody who's like the Obama of this year? Someone who's going to come out of left field. You know, there's some really uninspiring candidates right now. Do you think there's anybody who's going to come out of left field and really dazzle and surprise us? And my answer for a while has been, I think Pete Buttigieg has the potential to be that. Um, He's a very genuine person. He's um, he is smart. I don't agree with his um proposals and his solutions but uh he's at least very well spoken and he's put a lot of thought into his policies so i think he's going to more than anybody i think pete Buttigieg is going to really excel on the debate stage so i have a lot of um faith in his ability to hang in there pretty long that being said he's a mayor He's never done anything really at a federal level. I, I don't think he's going to clinch the nomination, particularly against Bernie Sanders, who is my favorite for the number one. I think he's going to be the nominate, uh, nominee for sure. Bernie Sanders, um, a lot of people last time around felt that he was cheated and gypped out of the nomination. Personally, I think he should have won last time. You know, I can't stand the guy. I think he's awful. Uh, but there's... No denying that the DNC completely ripped him off and coronated Hillary Clinton. Um, and I, I I guess I wouldn't be surprised to see him win this time. Um, so other than that, I, you know, my, my assessment on the rest of the list is pretty in line with yours. Uh, you, you, I will say you and I disagree a lot about Bernie and Biden. Um, I, you know, I have more money riding on Bernie. And uh, you've you've been pr- pretty vigorously defending Biden's chances, although you admitted that he had a pretty awful week. So, um, but I, you know, I've I've had Bernie solidly in the number one slot since before he even announced. So I and, and that hasn't changed through all of my rankings so far. He's currently he's my Donald Trump of 2019-2020. I can see the argument for that and. Look, I, I gave my my power rankings, my top six, which was Bernie, Biden, Harris, uh, Buttigieg, Beto, and Amy Klobuchar. But look, I, I don't know, man. I, I I can't picture any of those people actually being a nominee for a major party for president. I like I for so I, I I can't. 
there's something about all of them. They, so they, you're still holding out for somebody to come out of the blue. Yes, I am. Look, in 2008, like because we're we're just talking about the Democrats right now. In 2008, I could understand the argument for either Obama, Hillary Clinton, or John Edwards. And people yeah. forget that John Edwards was the front runner until it came out that he uh, knocked up a, a a maid or whatever uh, when his wife was dying of cancer, and then paid. I forget the, this. The maid. I don't remember him being front runner. Oh yeah, no, he was the front runner. He was like the presumptive nominee, and then he knocked up his uh, maid, and then paid her nine hundred thousand dollars from campaign money, uh, campaign funds. <laughs> I remember that part. So yeah, there's I that. that part. Uh, but anyway, but you know, yeah. before that, before that happened, like yeah. I, I could, I could see. I remember at the time in two thousand eight thinking, yeah, you know, Obama, Hillary, John Edwards, like any one of them could be, could be the nominee. I, 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 I can't picture. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Bernie Sanders, Pete Buttigieg, the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, Beto O'Rourke, the joke from Texas. Or I didn't think that I didn't think that uh, that uh, Obama was going to go anywhere in 2008. I thought he was a joke. I, I really and to be honest, part of it had to do with his name. I thought his name was so crazy. I thought there's no way they're ever going to nominate this guy. They're yeah. going to they're going to go with. Barack uh, Hussein, Hillary Clinton, or yeah Barack, yeah, Barack Hussein Obama in, in the midst of the Iraq War. I didn't accept reality until until he uh, took his oath of office, and it finally dawned on me. Well, this guy really is our president. That that I that's just being honest. I didn't I did not think he was going to make it. But here's the thing: he was an extremely talented politician. These people are not. None of these people. All every Bernie single, Sanders. Bernie Sanders no. is a talented. And no, he is not. No. Explain oh, your. Explain your case. No, no. State your case. Bernie Sanders is hands down the most charismatic. No. And no. authentic candidate out there. No. Oh my gosh! Yes. Name, name one Democratic candidate who is more authentic than Bernie Sanders. Name one. I mean, Democratic candidate. Yes, Democratic candidate. I mean, I don't know. I mean, none of them are authentic. There isn't anybody. No. There isn't anybody. He doesn't have any competition. But if Bernie Sanders is authentic, then I'm the Queen of England. I mean, that's like, what are we doing? No. Well, what's your definition of authentic? My definition is he gets out there, he speaks straight from his heart what he believes. He's not spinning this BS that everybody else is, like Cory Booker. Cory Booker goes out there and says what he thinks that people want to hear. Bernie Sanders goes out there and yells what he believes— and he finds people out of the woodwork who want to believe that, and they they want to side with him. Bernie Sanders, the, dude, you can't. The Bernie Bros are just an, an insane level of passionate. They are the Trump fans uh, of the left, and the difference is that the uh, the RNC does not cheat a popular candidate out of the nomination, even if it means they have to nominate Donald Trump. The DNC doesn't care. If they go, well, Bernie's kind of a crazy guy, so we're not going to let him be the nominee. Uh, it, that, that's what they're going to do. And the, the Bernie bros did not show up to ver- vote for Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton, so Donald Trump did not win the 2016 election. Hillary Clinton lost it. And, and that's a in huge part to how mad and ticked off Bernie fans were. They did not show up to vote for Hillary. You know, I I don't think Bernie is the Donald Trump 
of this election cycle. I think he's the Ron Paul of this election cycle. That that's I more. Could, I I could see Pete Buttigieg being the Ron Paul. But Here, Bern- here's what I see happening with the. Not, uh, sorry for cutting you off. No, but no, I, go ahead. Here's what I see happening this year. I think so. In 2015 primaries on the Republican side, you had a lot of guys like Ted Cruz, uh, Marco Rubio, who really should have been the nominee. Heck, even John Kasich. I think in a normal year, John Kasich really could have been the nominee. Right. But there were so many people in the race that you had all these guys who were competing for the same slot. And then Donald Trump is off by himself and nobody's competing with him on on his issues. They're all yelling at each other. And so it's kind of like, you know, when there's a bear chasing us, I don't have to outrun the bear. I just have to outrun you. That's exactly what happened with Trump. That's how he got the nomination. Right. Because Republicans on the whole did not like Donald Trump. But there were so many options that they all hurt each other to the point that all Donald Trump had to do was hold on to his guys. And boom, he's the nominee. And there's nothing that anybody else can do about it because he's so far ahead. And now every, anybody who doesn't want Hillary Clinton to be president has to fall in line and vote Donald Trump. I think that's exactly what's going to happen this year. I think Bernie Sanders is going to be off on his own. He's going to have the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez crowd and the Bernie bros and the people who would like to support Pete Buttigieg, but they realize his numbers are not big enough. They're going to all be voting for Bernie by himself. He's going to kind of quietly be just have this really steady numbers that are not going to change. And you're going to see the Kamala Harris's, the Cory Booker's, the Elizabeth Warren's, the Pete Buttigieg's, Beto O'Rourke's. Their numbers are going to go up and down. They're going to do really well at times, and they're going to eventually all drop out of the race because they can't get the actual votes they need because they're all competing against each other. And the Democrats are going to be stuck unless they pull more bull crap like they did with, uh, you know, the 2015, where they coronated Hillary Clinton, unless they do that, they're going to be stuck with a nominee that they don't want in Bernie Sanders, and they're going to have to fall in line behind him if they don't want to reelect Donald Trump. That's my prediction, and and I've 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 felt that since before Bernie announced. I I've, I've been thinking this since early 2017. You might be right. You might be right, but if if I'm right that I I just can't picture any of these people um, being a nominee from for a major political party in America in, in 2019. Uh, is there you don't think the Democratic Party is crazy enough to elect a crazy person? I do, I do, but just bear with bear, bear with me here, okay. man. Okay, all right, <laughs> just, all right. <laughs> for the all sake right. give of, the talking stick to you. Yeah, give the talking stick to you for the sake of argument. It's tough for me to imagine any of these clowns yep. being the nominee. So yep. is there anyone else out there? It may be a Tim Ryan who is not going to be the nominee. He's not going to be the nominee. But I'm just saying somebody like Tim Ryan or somebody like Andrew Yang. Is is, is Andrew There's a Yang couple. A, a, a wild card? Andrew Yang had the balls to go on Ben Shapiro's podcast yeah. today. And yeah. It, and, and by the way, for the listeners, JJ and I are recording this on Sunday night. Uh, it's about you know eight eight o'clock or something Sunday night. 
um, yep. we're recording this podcast. And uh, so I listened to uh, the, the Ben Shapiro podcast earlier this morning with Andrew Yang, who's a some kind of venture capitalist guy and uh, a businessman and author uh, who's running for president as a Democrat. He's polling at like 1%, 2%, something like that. His numbers aren't great. But he seems to be like a reasonable human being. <laughs> I mean, like, yep. I, I still disagree with him on everything, but he, oh, seemed, sure. he seems to be a, uh, a, a normal human, uh, unlike somebody like Bernie Sanders, who's like a communist uh, <laughs> monster, like who's a, a, a monstrous, disastrous excuse for, for a homo sapien. Um, but like with, with somebody <laughs> like Andrew Yang, who, who he has radical positions. For sure. Uh, you know, like he's, yeah. he's, he's proposing universal basic income. Right. But, but he doesn't, his proposal is something along the lines of uh, citizens would be able to, to take a check for a, for a thousand dollars a month. Or isn't it like or, or take their efforts just some industries or is it in every industry? No. So, I, so Andrew Yang, Andrew Yang's proposal is everybody gets a thousand bucks a month or they can take the uh, the entitlements that they're currently receiving. OK. And they, it is, so it's like an opt in kind of kind of program. Dude, sign me up for that. I can live off a thousand bucks if I don't have to work. <laughs> well, so th- obviously there's a bunch of problems with that. Like one, if, if the Democrats didn't exist. That would make sense, but since the, de- <laughs> since the Democrats do exist, then the next election cycle, the the pitch would be four thousand dollars a month, and then it would be a, a million dollars a month. It's like, what, hey, what do I have to right, do? What right. do I what do I have to say to get votes? You know, I'll give you that amount of dollars a month. You know, anyway. So, but Andrew Yang, like, obviously his policies are ridiculous, but he's at least an intelligent, successful human being that has intelligent proposals. Mm-hmm. albeit they are wrong but like he's a thoughtful man that has intelligent things to say would sure. somebody would somebody like him be a, a spoiler in this race i mean it's just it's so absolutely tough, there's, it's so there's tough several people who could fill that role right andrew yang could be a disruptor joe biden could be a disruptor um uh, I mean, for that matter, uh, you know, Kirsten Gillibrand could be a disruptor. I there would, are I, I people. Would not, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. There, there are people who have. There's enough of an unknown that they could do it. Howard Schultz, maybe. Uh, the guy who should be a disruptor is John Hickenlooper. He's not going to because he's not radical enough for the current breed of Democrats. But he should be somebody that they are taking seriously and listening to because that is a man right there that I don't think Trump can beat. That having been said, I I don't see it happening. It could happen. I just don't see it happening. Right. No, I agree. I mean, Hickenlooper is probably the only legit moderate. And he's not even moderate. I mean, he's like, he wants to, uh, Hickenlooper wants to abolish the Second Amendment. And I mean, he's extremely radical on guns. He's fine for a Democrat. For a Democrat, if you match him up against the other Democrats, that dude is super moderate. Compared to the other people that are in the race, uh, Elizabeth Warren, Pete Buttigieg, Bernie Sanders, compared to those people, he is extraordinarily moderate for a Democrat. Not not for a regular politician, but but compared with his competition, that guy's moderate. Right. 
So to sum up our uh, our power rankings for the uh, the Democrats in 2020, uh, if you had to bet, if you were a betting man, JJ, uh, who wins the nomination? Who's your top pick? And then if you have a you know a secondary bet, who would be your spoiler? My money's on Bernie Sanders right now. Uh, I, I think there's um, really strong odds of Kamala Harris and Pete Buttigieg being um, vice presidential candidates. Uh, after Bernie Sanders, my runner-up is probably going to actually be Elizabeth Warren. Um, I know you and I that's, totally that's don't see eye to eye on that's her. That's nonsense. That's crazy talk. I will take her off my list once her poll numbers go in the toilet. Once that happens, I'll take her off the list. But right now, she's got the money. She's got the poll numbers. She's got the name recognition. So for for the time being, I, will I put feel her, she's I will her put spot her, on the list. I'll put her on my list once she's an Indian. <laughs> I don't think the Democrats <laughs> care about that. They don't. The Democrats, you know, it's like with it's like with the uh, the birther stuff on the right, you know, there's there's absolutely indisputable proof that uh, you know the, the the birther movement was like largely crap and and in fact largely started by Hillary Clinton and people on the right don't care about it and I don't think that the people on the left are going to care about um, Elizabeth Warren's so-called uh, uh, Native American heritage that's something that will <laughs> only hurt her in my opinion, once she gets to the general election. I don't think it hurts her in the primaries one bit. So your your picks are Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren? You know, if an actual Native American jumped into the race and was willing <laughs> to hammer Elizabeth Warren, then I think it would hurt her. That's the only scenario, in my opinion. <laughs> I, I would have to pick, you know, I actually haven't thought about my actual picks here today, but I'd go you, with maybe. You still like Kamala Harris, don't you? Yeah, Kamala, I mean, Kamala Harris would be in my top two. Mm-hmm. And and maybe Pete Buttigieg. Really? Yeah. Uh, that surprises yeah. me because you and I have only been talking about Pete for a, a couple of weeks now. I know, and I think you actually brought up Pete Buttigieg the last time you were on this podcast, and I made fun of you for even suggesting him, because I'm like, he's a mayor of a, <laughs> he's a, mayor of a, of a town with 100,000 citizens. You're, you're being too kind. I, I believe on our last podcast, I said that he was never going to get any recognition at all, and I already have to eat those words. He's just more intelligent than all these other people. <laughs> like, That's look, not hard to I, do. I, I, That's have not to, hard to do. I have to trust my friends who are Democrats. I have to give them enough credit to believe that intellect still matters. Like, you can't be a total fucking retard and be a, a party's <laughs> nominee for president. Like, I, I have to believe that intelligence still matters at some level to the Democrats. So, like, I... I Look, Biden is still a factor because he's still got a ton of money. He's Obama's guy, blah, blah, blah. Bernie Sanders is still a factor because he's raising a ton of money and he's a communist and the Democrats love communism for some reason. But I, I would say my my if I were a betting man, I would say Kamala Harris or Pete Buttigieg is the nominee. For what it's worth, my Democratic friends, their money is on Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And they really don't care about anybody else. The the Democratic friends that I have and that I've talked to, they think Bernie Sanders is too far out there. 
and nobody else really has the name recognition uh, for them to care about. And granted, it's super early on in the election. Uh, but it, it's still worth hearing straight from the horse's mouth, you know, who who people are actually planning to vote for. And right now, Kamala Harris and, and Joe Biden have the name recognition um, and are, are still pretty popular with a lot of Democrats, especially kind of the more moderate Democrats. Yeah. And uh, I still believe Trump uh, absolutely smokes uh, any of those people. So at least probably at, le- at least probably. I hope so. Early numbers have him at like 46, 47 percent um, against most of those candidates, except for I want to say Elizabeth Warren and no, Joe Biden. The, the only candidate he's, he's straight- pretty far behind. According to Rasmussen, uh, the Rasmussen polls that came out last week, I think it was Thursday last week, he leads every candidate other than Biden, which is interesting. I mean, we'll see how that changes with that. It is interesting. Yeah, I, I I'm my soft prediction is that Biden's rough week is not going to really hurt his numbers a ton, but we'll see, you know. Uh, the the media is really coming out of the woodwork to support Biden. A lot of top politicians are going are going out of their way to support Biden. You know, could happen. Really, could happen. It's possible. We'll see. We'll see how much the establishment still plays a factor. We'll see how much the media influence still plays a factor. Uh, maybe Trump just broke the system, and those people don't have that much say as the, as, as they used to. Which <laughs> who knows? Nice. If, who knows if that's good or It'd bad? Be nice. I don't know. The jury's still out. <laughs> if that's a good thing or a bad thing, who knows? But uh, all right, I'm out of time. JJ. You got a new Twitter handle. Where can everybody follow I you? I do. Where can everybody right. follow you and keep in touch with you and all that good stuff? All right. Wait for this. Ready? I'm now at JJ Leahy on Twitter. I own my own name on Twitter now. Woo! <laughs> and he had to pay for it, uh, no less. But <laughs> he's still... He's... <laughs> I had I had to bribe a lady 20 bucks to make her give it up. <laughs> I mean, what, what what is this bitch doing, by the way? I mean, good Lord. Well, she hadn't used it since like uh, 2010, and it's been bugging me for years that my name was sitting there unused. So I finally got in touch with her and and got her to give it up. But so her... I'm no longer at mild moderate. Now I'm my own name at JJ Leahy on Twitter. Was Love this it. woman's name JJ Leahy? Yeah, it was. I don't want to give any of her personal of co- info of course, out, of course. but she did have the same name as me. Yes, that is very strange, but. <laughs> there's, there's, she's not the only one. I've I've found four or five JJ Leahy's out there. <laughs> That's also strange. Everybody <laughs> follow JJ on Twitter at JJ Leahy. Although he is still in all of our hearts the mild moderate, of course. Oh shucks. <laughs> uh, everybody follow JJ. Uh, keep in touch with him. He's great. Uh, I'm Brady Leonard. I will be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. Um.